0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Joining us now on the College Corner Hotline is the only BSR that I do business with. Brian Scott Rippey from Sports Talk Mississippi, my rebel compadre, my little bro, as I like to refer to him, here with us today. All right, Mississippi State versus Ole Miss tonight at the Pavilion. We talked about it a little bit on Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi. I feel like this is a game where Ole Miss is going to play pretty loose. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Mississippi State to get this win. You've seen the Rebels the last couple games. But even going back to that Auburn game, they played well enough to win in that game. They they, they haven't played – they're better than their record indicates, I guess, is what I would say. With this team right now, do you feel like they've hit a turning point or is this just the breaks finally evening out for them?
1: This Well, if you're talking about a turning point, this may be the game where you kind of find out. Because you talk about them being better than their record, I think that's certainly the case to I me. Mean, Hell, they threw seven SEC games, and this includes Auburn, Arkansas, and LSU, three of the better teams in the league. They held double-digit leads in four of their seven games and somehow lost seven of the eight or six of the seven, whatever it was. So I don't know if they've hit a turning point. They had a horrible month of January. They got to one and seven. They got throttled at LSU, and then they just kind of threw everything in the trash, and it was one of those classic, hey, you know, you're pretty much out of the postseason race or NCAA tournament race unless something miraculous happens. Let's just try to go play winning basketball for a month. And they've really bought into that mindset, and they put together two of their most complete performances of the year against kind of a Jekyll and Hyde South Carolina team and a Florida team that's also kind of hard to figure out, albeit has a lot of talent. So I think they've really bought into that. I think they're kind of playing freely. I think they've, they've, you know, They got a couple older backcourt guys and I think the pressure of the expectations they had this is the first time this program's really had expectations on it in the preseason in quite a while I think they're kind of finally free from that and just kind of playing free and they're they're playing better basketball as a result
0: nobody's playing better than Bremen Tyree right this second the reigning SEC player of the week had two huge games a week ago for state is it is it as simple as if they can shut down Tyree they're going to win the basketball game
1: Man, I don't think I – I mean, I really don't think – I know State's got a couple of good guards. I'm not sure you're going to shut him down. But the thing is, is he's gone for 36 on nights. and He's gone for 36 once and lost. He's gone for like 32 once and 28 once and lost. Now, obviously, you don't want to let him pop off for like 38 or 45. But, man, if you just kind of let him get his 20 to 25 points and hold him in that range and don't let the secondary guys beat you, that's really what's crippled on this this year when you – you know, Devontae Shuler doesn't carry much of a scoring load, or you, or Blake Henson, or K.J. Buffin doesn't play well. So, honestly, and, and you, you hear coach, former coaches and current coaches talk about it all the time, Brian Tyree particularly, going to his right. I mean, with the mid-range game and getting to the rim and his explosiveness is is nearly unguardable no matter the scouting report. So, I honestly think, like, if you can just kind of keep him from absolutely losing his mind, you just got to make sure no other guy uh, beats you. And, you know, namely, that's Lately, that's probably been K.J. Buffin or Devontae Shuler. And so if you can kind of hold them and not let them kind of, I guess, get out of character, if that makes sense, uh, I think you got a pretty good chance to win because Ole Miss has proven time and time again. Tyree by himself is is not enough. They have to have somebody, preferably two people, in that you know 14- to 16-point range and just play kind of productive winning basketball on both ends. You mentioned him just a second ago, Brian, but uh, Blake Henson came to Starkville last year and had just a monster game against State, kind of lit him up one one day here in Starkville. Um, he he hasn't been a name that has been talked about just a ton this year, but I, I kind of feel like it's in him to just go off in a game or two. I mean, is, is is has he kind of fallen off a little bit? And is this a game that you might could see him? Uh, given what he did against Mississippi State a year ago, could, could you see him having a big big game in this one? Yeah, that's a good point. I you know, I was gonna if you were gonna give me an X factor I might I might circle him as the one in this game because and I'm not sure the state state people uh, listening to this like to hear this, since that game in Startful last January, he hasn't had a game where he's impacted the game anywhere close to that <laughs> since. Literally not since. And so I think actually the, the South Carolina game this past uh, week was the uh was probably the closest he's gotten to that. He only You know, he had 13, 14 points, something like that, but he played good defense, he drove to the rim, and he didn't turn the basketball over. You know, that's really the only game in his career where he made perimeter jump shots at that type of clip. like you literally haven't seen it since. He's been a frustrating player, I think, for Kermit Davis. One is he didn't have much of an offseason. He had a blood disorder that cost him pretty much all of his preseason and about two weeks into the season. He struggled to kind of get in a rhythm. He and Buffin. Buffin's kind of coming into form lately, but those two guys are really kind of what held this team back at the early part of the year. They didn't make that jump as you kind of hope sophomores in the SEC do. You know, he, he, Blake's shot selection isn't always good, and he lets the fact that whether he's knocking down jump shots affect other aspects of his game, affect his defense, and things like that. And so if he can kind of play smart and drive to the rim with a jump shot in there and mixed in between, that's kind of his game. And you saw that against South Carolina, and so it will – that's definitely a guy, along with those other two I mentioned earlier, to watch secondary to Tyree. If he can play smart and play well, it helps Ole Miss' chances of winning immensely. But you're exactly right. He really hasn't made much of a consistent impact this year, and that's, that's a huge reason why this team has struggled the way it has.
0: One guy uh, Coach Allen mentioned today when we talked to him, aside from the, the usual suspects at Ole Miss of Tyree and Schuler and Henson, it was Carlos Curry said he's made a, a big impact in the last couple of games. Is that the guy outside of the starting lineup that, if you said, could make a, an impact on this game in particular, you'd be watching?
1: It, it happened a couple weeks ago, and, you know, it, Howland might be on to something there because State is much bigger on the interior. But Kermit, after they got housed at LSU, and it may have happened a little bit before this, really just kind of cut down his rotation. They were trying. They were They thought they were a deep team. They thought they could play nine to ten guys in a game at times. And they just, I mean, to be completely honest, there's been some recruiting misses on the bench. I I don't think there's any other way to say it. So he decided to kind of trim it down to seven, eight guys. And really lately, they've only been playing Austin Crowley and Bryce Williams off the bench in those two guards. And he doesn't mind going small and he doesn't mind giving up the size. But with, with regards to Curry. C. or Buffin or both get in foul trouble. And Lord knows Buffin uh, loves to foul. You know that might be a guy they have to go to just because you, against Mississippi State, I mean, the small thing may work if you're making jump shots on one end. But it's, at a certain point, you know, with Reggie Perry and a couple of the other guys they have down there, you might be giving up too much size. So I wouldn't necessarily bank on him playing significant minutes in this game. But if you get C. or Buffin into foul trouble, I, I don't know what other option they have other than Curry.
0: One last uh, question before we get you out of here. Just looking at this game in particular, like I said, I think State's under some pressure because they need to keep the positive momentum going towards the NCAA tournament. I feel like Ole Miss has some positive momentum going. What happens for for both teams, in your opinion, with a win or a loss?
1: Um, I mean, this game is definitely more important for State. State's on the track, on path to the NCAA tournament. As we talked about on radio the other day, you know, their schedule kind of lines up to where they just can't afford bad losses. And, you know, with as unpredictable as Ole Miss has been, this could turn into a not so bad loss or it could turn into a bad one if they lost. But they're they're certainly the better team. I think it's a bad matchup for Ole Miss. I mean, Reggie Perry if he's not the SEC player of the year, I, I don't really have anything for you. And so I, I just I think they're gonna struggle with that. You know, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't know what it means for Ole Miss to be honest. Because the only way they actually get in some sort of reasonable postseason conversation again would be a win at Mississippi, I mean, win against Mississippi State, and then a win at Rupp on Saturday. And you know, if that, like, I would put more money on me being able to dunk a basketball than both of those happening. So I don't necessarily see it. I think it's just for Ole Miss. It's just kind of them wanting to continue to play better and kind of gain confidence and just kind of finish the season strong because they they went about three weeks without winning a game, and I don't think they want to experience that again. So. You know, for Ole Miss, it just kind of keeps you on, I guess, the very, very outside edge of, you know, NIT. You know, it sounds crazy to say NCA tournament talk, but I guess technically it's still mathematically possible that type of thing. Whereas for State, I think this could be a big chance to kind of one get a huge road win, which is hard in this league, and two kind of stay on that NCA tournament path and avoid RPI pitfall. Because to me, with State's schedule, it just seems like every time they get one of these road wins, it's kind of checking off a business box and. You, know, you give yourself a little bit more wiggle room with each win.
0: All right, six o'clock tip off at the Pavilion. Sports Talk Mississippi will wrap up at five thirty, and Rippy and I will head to the arena. Uh, from there, we'll have some uh, pre, maybe some pregame coverage, definitely some postgame coverage uh, from the both of us. And of course, you can check out everything we do at supertalk.fm. Man, thanks for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow.
1: See y'all there. See
0: you tomorrow, Brian. Thanks, man. See you. A Supertalk Mississippi yeah. media production.